Welcome to the Solo Women Travel Tribe podcast, where life coach and solo travel expert, Zena, teaches you how to feel confident, empowered, and prepared to take on any solo travel experience. Here is your host, who is not afraid to say it like it is, Zena Jones. Hello, 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 my friends. You are in for such a treat today. I am so excited to share this conversation that I had with one of my coach colleagues and coach bestie and one of my BFFs. I'm pretty sure I give her that same introduction. So her name is Becca Stark. Now, Becca and I met in a mastermind that we were both in, which is a coach's mastermind, and we hit it off immediately. And we have coached each other and collaborated and hung out together virtually (laughs) because we are in two different places in the world, but we've hung out together virtually ever since. So I am very excited for you all to finally hear a conversation between Becca and I. And this is such an important topic because it is something that actually blew my mind. And we talk about this, how she coached me on competition and the negative attachment that I had to it. So yeah, this is friggin' fire, my friends. We're talking about comparison, competition, and jealousy. Now, this relates hugely to your goals, to the things that you want to do, become, create, have, especially as we talk about rolling into the new year and creating our best 2022, our best year yet. So there is a lot as it relates to goals, hence why I'm releasing it now in this month, because throughout the month of December, we have a goal setting, getting what you want theme. And I want to remind you all to visit xenajones.com slash kickstart to grab your copy of that goal setting guide that I have created for you all. I think it's roughly 14 pages and it walks you through exactly how to celebrate your 2021, how to you know reflect on what you've learned and some of your most proud achievements and all of the good that has happened throughout 2021. Even if it's a struggle, we're going to find you something, right? And then how not to set goals and how to actually figure out what it is that you want, set those goals, overcome the obstacles ahead of time, set the massive action plan, put into place your failure plan and get everything lined up and moving to make it your best year yet. All right. So I really want to encourage you to grab that. It's completely free. Head on over to xenajones.com slash kickstart and grab that. Okay. Now, I am going to introduce you all to Becca Stark. So my coaching bestie Becca is a life coach who loves taking people on a journey towards deeper self-love and inner peace. She believes our relationship with ourselves is foundational to all other relationships. After a lifetime of people-pleasing and self-betrayal, she was able to heal her own sense of self, ignite desire, and discover the truth of who she is. And she is so passionate about helping others do the same. I know you guys are going to really enjoy this conversation that I had with Becca, and be sure to listen right through to the end so that you can hear exactly where to find her and how to hang out with her and all the goodness. All right, enjoy. Enjoy. 
Hello, my free spirits. You all are in for a treat today because I have got my business bestie, my coaching colleague, and one of my BFFs here today to have a conversation about comparison and competition and whatever else we end up talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Such a juicy and powerful topic. So I am very excited that we are going to share it with you all. So welcome to the podcast, Becca. I'm so excited to be here. We've been talking about doing this for so long and we are, we're doing it. We're doing it. it. It's funny because I've been teasing people about this podcast. Like I keep like mentioning it in episodes. (laughs) We're doing it. Oh, we better make it good. Yeah. (laughs) So this conversation came about when you were coaching me recently and we discovered that I had like a real negative attachment to competition. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really curious for us to dive into that. What are your thoughts on all the things, competition, comparison? I mean, we can just start anywhere. And just dive right in. Yeah, it was interesting because when I was coaching you and I was coaching on your goals and the terminology and the language you kept using was cross the line, cross the finish line and like get there. And it was very much like competition language. And when I asked you about like your, that competitive nature, you were instantly like, "Uh uh-uh, not me. Like, no, I don't want to, like, I don't want to be that person. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> no not not. And you had a real, um, and as we all do, I think, had a real um, belief about competition that it was this negative thing that you had to kind of be, you know, step on other people or not care about anyone else or like, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm gonna win. And I knew from my own um, relationship with competition when I finally embraced the fact that I am competitive because I had the same resistance to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and learn to kind of harness that energy. I found it to be a really, a really useful fuel mm-hmm. for getting, for pushing yourself and achieving and getting yourself where you wanted to go. And I think it, we, we dove into the nuance of, you know, where competition is really healthy and can benefit not just you, but your clients and all the people you're helping. And then where it gets into comparison, which I think then becomes, can become really Un, unproductive yeah. and spiral. Yeah. And, and can we like not judge that competitive feeling as um, I think that's what we so often do as coaches, right? We, we are trying to not get into comparison. Yeah. Cause I was making it mean, like, I, I just didn't want to be competitive. I was like, no, I'm not competitive. That's not me. And I remember yeah. I told the story to you of like, How in my family, like when I'm with my brother and my nieces, we always play this specific game. I think it's called Rummy Cub or something. But we always play this game together. And I like, I love playing. I love just hanging out and chatting and we're always laughing and stuff. But I find that he is so competitive. But the funny thing is, is that they all think I'm the most competitive one. I'm like, no, guys, I'm not. Like, I'm so busy trying to convince them. I'm like, I'm not competitive. Because what happens is, I'm pretty good, right? So often I win, but yes. like somebody like, like I, when I win the game, I want to help everyone. I want to help them win. I'm like, okay, I'm out. Can I help you now? And I like want to help them win. Right. And I associate the competition with him being like, ha ha, I won. Like, 
on this very rare occasion. Yay. It's like, it's like yeah. he's trying to like almost make me feel bad that he won. And that's like not how I operate. So for me, I've got this attachment that like to like to be, it's like competition is like beating other people and then yeah. making them feel bad. It's, it's like not consciously yeah. what I was thinking, but it's like almost the attachment in my brain. Yes. I'm, Right, which was creating that you kind of resisting this, uh, you know, untapped fire in you that would get you across the finish line to your goal. Because I think that that is exactly, you're exactly right. We have this idea that it's either we win and we enjoy other people losing, Mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Or or not. Because I used to feel guilty about winning. Yeah. Myself. And like finding that, where can you be competitive and love that about yourself and utilize that fire. And also not, you know, it doesn't mean you're rejoicing and beating other people. Yeah. Right. Which is what I was like doing was like when I would win and be like, yay, now let's like, let's get you over the finish line too. Like I was trying to put everyone else. (laughs) But that's how I was like, you know, it was like my competition was like, to me, it's like a healthy version, whereas like the other version, which is how I was associating competition was like not so healthy in my brain. Right. And in what ways was that holding you back? Because you're kind of, because this, this part of you that's competitive, you kind of had this judgment towards Mm -hmm. like, no, I don't want to be that way. That's how my brother is. It's ugly. I don't like it. It, I don't like the way he makes me feel. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make people feel like that. Mm -hmm. And so kind of like, and, and yet needing to pull from something to get you across the finish line yeah and before we like tie this into comparison one of the things that you said to me that was really helpful I think you used the example of like the 5k race how like when you're like running a 5k race often you'll kind of like just pick that person in front of you and just try and like push yourself that little bit more just to get past them yeah right and it's nothing about them at all it hasn't, I mean, like, it doesn't mean anything negative or bad about them. It's just you using that as a mile marker to try and like push yourself a little bit more. And what I've noticed now that I'm at this new gym is we often do partner workouts or like group workouts. And Mm -hmm. I love that because it gives me the opportunity to try and catch up to the person who's in front or, you know, like push myself a little bit more to get ahead. Like, there's someone else who I can kind of use as a measurement to help push me mm-hmm. outside of my comfort zone, push me that little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And, very- and it was so yeah. interesting. Cause if you don't mind my, my, my going here and like the way it relates for us in coaching business, I don't, I think when we were talking, you hadn't made the connection between that. We do do that in coaching. You, you do do that in coaching and it's actually serves you in that. Oh, these coaches that I'm, I'm on par with, and I offer the same value and, and coach at the same level, they're charging this Mm. like, huh, I could charge that too. That's like, that's caught to me. That's healthy competition. That's the same as like being in that 5k race. Like, oh, she's running that fast. I bet I could run that fast too. Like, right. In any service-based industry, like say you're like, I don't know. I don't know why waxing eyebrows comes to mind because I think I need mine done. But anyway, like say you like, you know, you're a beauty therapist and like your eyebrow waxing price is like $20 and someone else is charging 30. 
And it's like a similar treatment, similar time. Like it makes you think, huh, wow, maybe actually my service is, could be valued higher. Like, is that something to look at? Yeah, I totally like that example. Yeah. And as you're sharing and we're talking about that, I do, I wonder if men have the same, I don't think they do have the same issue with being competitive. (laughs) Not the issue. And it's, yeah, that's interesting for my brain, right? Because I think, yeah. And it's interesting. I had a conversation recently with another colleague, Michelle, whose podcast will air either before or after this one, but she was talking about, I think it was relational aggression and how like men often like fight it out, right? Like they will like punch each other and like beat each other up. And then there's like a clear winner and then they move on. Like they're having a beer together basically. Whereas women like emotionally attack each other, like verbally, like, and you know, like do mean, (laughs) say mean things and you know, like that kind of thing. And I think that that kind of comes into play here where men see competition as healthy Mm-hmm. by nature and women are maybe a little more hesitant in that way mm-hmm. yeah and that's where I think that nurture comes in like we are we're because in our programming to be competitive means you're leaving everyone else behind and that goes you know mm-hmm. that's not the fem the feminine power the energy is that we want we want the good for all we're always thinking yeah. about you know we want everyone to yeah. elevate yeah. And, and how can we marry those two, that, that fire of that competition that actually does push you further than you would normally go mm. while bringing everyone along with you, like mm. space for both, right? Yeah. Like It's not like you or me. Yeah. It's like, and you and me. Like you uh, and me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I'm going to compete against you. But me like crossing this finish line is going to make you cross that finish line too. And just pushing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to compete against you and we're both going to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't matter even in what order, but the Mm -hmm. fact that I'm competing with you Mm -hmm. is going to drive me and push me to do even more than I probably would on my own. Yeah. Therefore, we're both winning. Yes. (laughs) So good. It's so good. And I think when we were coaching, I could see like, this is, and I keep going back to this, like untapped fuel and this fire. I think there's a lot of like energy in that. If we can like make friends with that within ourselves, rather than judging it and being like, look, no, I don't want to be competitive because we confuse that with comparison. And yes. that's like the shadow side of competition is and that was like one thing I really wanted everyone to hear because when, before we started recording, I think the question I asked you was, do you think that we compare by nature or we are taught to compare? Mm-hmm. And what did you say? Like you blew my mind. <laughs> I said, I think competition is nature. I think that's how we evolve as a species. That's how we continue to grow. Com- competition is nature. I think the comparison is nurture. Yeah. So we are taught to compare. Yes. We are naturally competitive. Yeah. Yeah. That blew my mind because that made so much sense. Because what I was thinking is that it's like, I think the animalistic part of us 
has you know that kind of competition or almost a little bit kind of comparison but it's more of a competition in us Mm -hmm. but we see comparison growing up and we are taught to do that like I remember my mom for example comparing herself to other women and things like that like and just the language that like the adults around us use like you can hear them comparing themselves and how much they make to how much that person makes and kind of car they have to that kind of car like there was like a lot of comparison happening and that just becomes a behavior that you kind of take on. Yeah. And it creates such a negative experience comparison that I think we pendulum swung to like, don't compare yourself to anyone. Like it's you, you know, racing against yourself kind of thing, which is, I don't know. Is it as, will it get you as far? Mm. That's a question. And, and maybe there's, time it's it's space for the pendulum to swing back kind of in the middle of comparison is like the it's competition gone wrong <laughs> right mm. so how do you, like, jealousy fits into all of this because like for example yeah. I see some of my clients and like I'm I do this too right like we compare ourselves to other people especially like I'm thinking of some of my clients who want to be in relationships right now and they compare themselves to other women or friends who are in relationships or especially like newly dating someone and like all kind of like fucked up and yes. <laughs> going so well, like they yeah. compare themselves to that. And yeah. then, you know, there's this jealousy that comes yeah. as a result. I would love mm-hmm. to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. I love this question. So I coach a lot on desire. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm all about, rather than judging these parts of ourselves, like jealousy that seem ugly and seem unhelpful, mm-hmm. like how can we have a relationship with that part of ourselves that, and, and like reframe that a little bit to get us closer to the life that we truly desire. So I always coach my clients anytime there's jealousy, like what is that jealousy revealing to you about yourself? Like mm-hmm. where, what part of you desires this thing and believes that you don't get to have it because that's what, that's what jealousy is, right? Like competition is, "Mm, that looks amazing. I want that too. I'm going to get that for myself too. Jealousy Mm. is I want that, but for some reason, I believe that I don't get to have it and they do. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the difference, right? Like in jealousy, there's a part of you that's believing, you know, you want it, but believing that you can't have it or you're never going to get that. Yeah. Like you were given a lesser hand or life doesn't work out for you as well. There's usually a story in there of, um, like a limiting, some kind of limiting belief or some kind of fear, right? Yeah. Jealousy. And if, whereas if you can kind of get curious with the jealousy without the judgment, like, huh, why am I, why does this strike up so much jealousy in me? Like, what is this telling me about myself? And then use that fuel that desire, allow the desire and that desire will get, will drive you to what you want. Yeah. Really want. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few things there. Like I think getting really curious as to like, why is it like, where are you believing you can't have it? Like what's your limitation there? Like why yeah. the jealousy? Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, get curious with that because that's where your work is, right? Like mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, totally. Because it's never about the thing, right? You know, when we coach, we go deep. It's never about the thing. It's about <laughs> something the under the surface. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Because yeah, I have a podcast, actually, I think it, it aired yesterday on limiting beliefs. And mm. I was talking about like ways to start poking holes in them and stuff. But it is, it's like discovering what is it? Like, why is it you're jealous? Like, yeah. what, what part of you is believing you can't have this? Like, where is that coming from? Like, exploring yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, exactly. like, it's like, and I see this with my clients who, for example, want a partner. They're like, it's taking too long. Why haven't I found anyone yet? Like, mm. there's something wrong with me. Like, mm-hmm. it comes back to that. It's like, hang on yep. a minute. Totally. Explore that for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Like why does she, she found it. Like she doesn't seem that much better than me. Why does she get to have that? And we, yeah, constantly comparing. Wow. Do you like, how would you tell someone to like fuel that desire? So when you've like jealousy is showing you like something that you want, how would you, something you, you talk a lot about desire. How would you say that you can like, fuel that in a healthy way without mm-hmm. fueling the jealousy? That's such a good, that's such a good question. I love the practical practice. How do we apply this in real life? And I think when, when this concept, <laughs> I can give a practical example of how it revealed itself for me. Um, and how this, I learned this concept was, I think it was probably 15 years ago, back when Facebook was still kind of new. Um, this particular woman kept showing up in my feed who was super artistic and had this this really cool house and she would have this really unique dinners and she just dressed so cool and I started noticing like every time she showed up in my feed feed I had this like feeling in the pit of my stomach just like this like like kind of like I hate her like I love her but I hate her like she it created pain to see Mm. her interesting, colorful, exciting life. And typically when we have, when I have that jealous reaction that I would be like, Oh, you, you know, you need to be grateful for what you have. And jealousy is a a horrible feeling. Yeah. Like you're wrong. You shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. You should feel happy for it. Blah, 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 blah. But I was like, you know what, what, what is happening here? Like, and I got curious I moved past judgment into curiosity. And what I discovered was I had this latent creativity that wasn't being expressed in my own life. My own life felt dull. It felt uninteresting. I wasn't doing anything creative. I was raising kids. I was about to go through a divorce, but I was just kind of like, um, kind of dead on the inside. Mm -hmm. And what, what she, what I was, what I was hungry for, what she reflected back to me was just this colorful, interesting, creative life that I knew was mine. It was in me, but I wasn't expressing it. And so when I saw that, then I, then I was like, oh, this has nothing to do with she's better than me. She's more creative than me. She's more interesting than me. This, is, this has to do with I'm creative. I'm interesting. I'm artistic. Why, why am I not allowing that to come out? So she's like a teacher for you. Yeah, 100%. She revealed to me everything that was in me that I wasn't expressing and I wasn't allowing for myself. And so I picked up the book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, which is an amazing book, which I would recommend to anyone. Um, And that is actually kind of what landed me. And that began my journey here, even I think to becoming a coach is that, that inner healing journey and what I discovered on that journey. And I'm like, you know, I could have kept 
condemning myself for the jealousy and fighting the jealousy and suppressing the jealousy. But when I, when I was like, no, like I want what she has and that's a healthy, that's a healthy competition. Like that's a healthy competitive, like she gets to have that life. Why can't I? Yeah. Right. Like, and turned it into pursuing it for myself. I think that's where I love this, right? Because so often I think the response to that, if you see somebody on Facebook or Instagram or wherever on social media and they, you know, when you look at their stuff and you're all like, you know, I feel crappy when I look at it, the, the normal, like the standard response these days is just like unfollow them or stop going on social media. Right. Which I get, right. Of course, but that's not necessarily teaching you anything or like allowing you to explore like how that person could teach you something about yourself right like I think there's an opportunity in exploring a little bit more I love that I love that and getting really curious because you're gonna you're gonna be jealous of different things than I'm gonna be jealous of yeah totally and I was also thinking like Although like yes, social media gets a bad rap, but like actually now it gives us more of a way to see different things in the world that we might want, mm-hmm. right? Because how else do we, and it's not just social media, right? Like the media in general, like people around us, what have you, but how else do we like find our own desires? Yeah unless we're seeing things around us in our world and being like, whoa, what is that? (laughs) Why don't (laughs) I have it? I want that. (laughs) That is such a beautiful, that is so empowering when you think of it. Like what if instead of being afraid of social media, because it makes you feel inadequate and like you're constantly comparing yourself, you could fully own that shit. Like, huh, what is it about that that I want? Yeah that I can create for myself yeah, and didn't even realize I wanted it until I saw. Yeah. What is, is it in there in that person whose newsfeed I keep like staring at, like through kind of dagger eyes, <laughs> yes. like what do they have? Like I would love, and it, yeah. And getting really specific, like what is yeah. specific? Right. Like, the, yeah. It's not traveling it. to the Virgin islands necessarily. It's maybe sunshine. Yeah. It's maybe freedom it's maybe having a nice you know what what is it actually yeah the ability to travel more often right more frequently like that person does right yeah oh so good one thing you said I wrote down was like we do this so often as we like guilt and shame ourselves with like oh I should be grateful for what I have Mm -hmm. like we look at someone else and we do the comparison thing and we're like oh I should be grateful for what I have Right. Or like, we're not feeling great. We're like, oh, but I really should just practice gratitude. Like we're trying to force ourselves to, to to feel grateful. Yeah. Gratitude shaming yourself. Gratitude shaming. (laughs) That's so good. Because essentially that's the, it doesn't make you feel more grateful, right? It just makes you feel guilty. It makes you feel worse. It makes you feel worse. Like I should be grateful. And then you're like, I'm an asshole for not being more grateful. What? <laughs> doesn't do any good. It's so interesting because although I, th- I think it's very powerful to practice gratitude and like some of my clients love to do it, right? Yep. I 
I used to do it and it was very powerful, but it got to a place where I was like doing it because I felt like I had to, and I should like mm-hmm. it was that kind of gratitude shaming. And so now I just don't do it. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just naturally be like, oh my God, like, I'm so grateful for this. Yes. But like, and yes. it's, it's way more natural and I just feel it so deeply. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mm -hmm. we're saying that to ourselves. Well, I just need to be grateful for what I have. (laughs) (laughs) Take a minute. (laughs) You're allowed to be jealous. Have a little look under there. What's going on? Yeah. Because to me, like, I think the the beauty in it is it comes, like, it's a deeper level of self-intimacy. Like, instead of rejecting this part of ourself that we've judged as, like, competitive, like, what if that is a part of you that's actually like full of fire and potential and energy and drive and could get you so much further than you may have thought you could go because it's, it's the competition. I I don't go out and run. uh, I was going to say a five minute mile, never in my life could I ever run a five minute mile. So I don't go out and run a nine minute mile on my own. If I go out and on my own, I'm going to run like, maybe a 12 minute walk, run mile. But if I'm in a 5k, I'm going to run a nine minute mile because (laughs) she's running a nine minute mile. Yeah. I can do it too. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. It's like, it's got nothing to do with her. It's just that like, if she can do it, I can do it. Right. It can be done. And I'm going to use that person in front of me as like, you know, like a, a little bit of fuel to get me further and in the next yes. person, and in the next person. It's a yeah. fuel 100%. And it's, I never look back and like, I'm better than you are. Like, we don't do that as women, right? Like we just oh, aren't, we can trust her. Like I did that when I was a kid. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and I do that to my boyfriend if I ever beat him in anything. Like, hey, hey. He runs marathons, doesn't he? <laughs> He runs fucking marathons. I will never. Yeah. I have beat him at ping pong though. Nice. <laughs> but one thing I really wanted to ask you, because I'm curious of this for myself and my goals, but also for my clients as well, is like, what are your thoughts on using competition as fuel when you're working on a goal, like on your own? Like, mm. so for example, like my, like, like a monetary income goal for or yeah. if it's like a weight loss goal that you know like you're working on or yeah. um, you know like a goal of like a lot of my clients have that finding someone to share your life with like how like what are your thoughts around trying to use competition because I think it's so useful now that I can see it I'm like oh my gosh how can I do this like I want it I want to compete <laughs> like I'm excited to use it and I'm like who who, who can I do this with <laughs> I'm kind of like, I feel like it's just me in this race. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How do I, how do I light that fire when it's just me? That's a good question. But then I would ask you, like, is it ever just you? Like who even put the idea in your head that you could make 10 K a month as a coach? Other coaches. Yeah. 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 So I think that yeah, I, I guess like I was thinking about this, like with say a couple of my clients who are working towards the weight loss goal, it's like we're in that together. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think part of the competition is that like 
they get to report back to me like how much progress they've made and like you know what they've been doing and like what they've added or subtracted or changed and like you know how much weight they've lost and all of this so it's kind of like we're kind of in that together so we're in that competition kind of together and I guess for me and and my goals it's like I'm like you definitely because I'm like always reporting back to you and letting you know where I'm at and what's going on and then like my other peers and like mastermind and so forth I guess mm-hmm. yeah that's such a good question yeah because then when we even when we were coaching on your goal like that noticing that loss of energy kind of at the end of the month or that like what is going to be that final push which is interesting yeah Yeah. if we take money for example Mm -hmm. and the monetary goal and i'm just like because in my in my brain i'm picturing a race a running race right and let's say it's like a 100 meter running race and you generally get to like three quarters of the way there and you like nail it, you like push yourself, like, yeah, I'm really gonna like run hard for the last little bit. Whereas in my brain, when I get to like three quarters of the way through the month, and I'm like, yeah. I don't see it as being three quarters of the way to the goal, I'm like, no, that's it, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting down right I'm here on down. the grass, I'm not running anymore, like, I'm not. Yeah. And then what I do is I go like instead of like I don't finish the race I get three quarters of the way there mm-hmm. and then I go back to the beginning and I start mm-hmm. again and I get like <laughs> you know like I get like however far I get and then I sit down yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes like I get way past the finish line right but then I'm like and it's so interesting in my brain to think about it in that way because mm-hmm. I'm like why are you sitting down why are you sitting down time to sprint mm-hmm so what is the missing everything? Yeah, that, and that's so good. And I think that's where, we, what we were starting to, we were coaching on you. Well, yeah. This, yeah, this is so good because I see this in my clients too. Like, I think weight loss is such a great example, but like in weight loss, it's like, if they don't see the results that they think they should see, quote unquote should, right. They, they sometimes do the same thing. They're like, nah. It's Friday. Haven't lost anything. I'm out. I'm taking a weekend off. Like I'm out. Yeah. I wonder if like the beginning of the finish line, like the no. beginning of the start line again. It's like, do you see what I, I mean? wonder if the difference? And I 100 see what you mean. And I wonder, like, I'm thinking of the actual difference between a race when you do. You're like, no matter how fucking tired you are, how much it hurts, if you're three quarters of the way through, you're gonna cross that finish line unless you injure yourself, right? Yeah. So. The difference, I wonder, is if because you know that finish line is there. Like it's it's there. Like it's it a exists. concrete thing. Yeah. Like if you knew, if you had full belief in your results. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to the yeah, end. Like, yeah. The belief that it was done no matter what, that it was there. I just mm-hmm. have to get to it. Right. Like yeah. it's there. I just, it's like, Unlike the finish line where I can see the finish line, like my goal is yeah. there, I just can't see it. Yeah. Right? And I'm my weight loss is there, I just can't see it. Or my, you know, romantic partner or whatever is there, I just can't physically see it. So I'm yeah. like up and going back to the start kind of thing. Yeah. And then we make tired. Yeah, we make tired when we can't see the goal. We make tired and getting fatigued mean the goal, we must not, we're not going to make it. Like it must not be there. Yes. Yeah. We make our tiredness mean 
I, not this it's not happening. It's, it's not for me. Something wrong with me. Yeah. Something yeah. went wrong. My belief is I've lost my belief. I've lost my energy. I'm not going to make it. Also, I think so. And this is like me, right? I, this is me all over, but like, we think it's going to happen in a straight line. And if you were like, I was thinking about this with the running race, right? Like if you were to like, look at your exact steps in this running race, Mm-hmm. like you would have kind of veered a little to the left a little to the right a little to the left like you would have been like kind of all over the show like if you were to look it's not like perfection right like losing weight like you're not going to lose one kg or one pound every single week no like sometimes it'll go up and down and up and down <laughs> like, ah. true with the income right like you think you're going to have made xyz by the state like no that never happens <laughs> never <laughs> that happened <laughs> Never, but your brain is like, oh yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be like that. Should be there, should be there, should be there. It's like, no, it hasn't ever happened. Oh, that's so interesting. So maybe it's the, it's the date that like makes your finish line evaporate. Like that's why, why we quit is you get to close to that date. You can see the date and you're like, it's not going to happen. Oops. Better go back. Yeah. And start over. Over. What would it look like if you, yeah, if you just still, if you just knew the finish, like, it's like when you're running and you see what you think is the finish line. Mm. Has that ever happened to you? Or like over the next hill? And you're like, fuck, it's not even there. (laughs) And you're like, damn it, there's another hill. Yeah. And you take it like hill by hill and you get to the top and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be there when I get to the top and you get to the top and you're like, ah, yeah. And then. I wonder yeah, if it's like, you go. Yeah. You just misjudged where the finish line was. Like that's it. That's and all true for your goal. Like, yeah, you put this time frame on it of a week or a month or what have yeah. what have you. But like it's like you're running the race and you thought that this mile marker here was the end, but no, you've got another mile, right? Yeah. Got it wrong. Just keep yeah. going. <laughs> Like, do you think with the race because you misjudged the finish line? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and think about it to even take that metaphor further, like how exhausted you are when you were only like a mile away from the finish line, but you, yeah. you go back and you start over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like quit on yourself. You're like, I'm just going to start this race again. Like, yeah. no, it's and not you my like, thought. <laughs> <laughs> now you've like three yeah, times. I'm like, I yeah. am going okay, I'm just going to dig deep. I, even if I have to walk some of this, like I'm going to get to that damn finish line. It's there. I see it. Other people have crossed it. Yeah. Yeah. Other people around me have done this. They've lost the weight. They've made the money. They've found the man, the woman, the person, right? Like yep. it's possible for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh, so good. It's getting me all fired up. I mean, I'm so excited. I'm like, I haven't set a money goal. I haven't set one in a while. Doing this. Let me tell yeah. me, you, you should tell me what your money goal is and I'll set, I'll set the same <laughs> compete against each other. Mine's 11. 11 this 11. month. 11. Okay. That's yours now. Okay. <laughs> but that's, that's such a great idea though, right? Like have someone else that you can like do this with, mm-hmm. right? Like regardless of what your goal is. And I think that's the beauty of coaching, right? It's like some of my clients don't know anyone else who's doing the same thing as them, but they have that accountability in another way, right? Yeah. But even if like, it's, if you know someone, for example, who like 
wants to lose weight or make some extra income on the side, like set that yeah. goal together. Yeah. And especially when you see them starting to succeed, you're like, oh shit, got to up my game. Like that's yes. such good fuel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the accountability yeah. and the fuel. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in masterminds before. Well, you and I, that's how we met, but I, yeah. I was just in a mastermind where there were weeks in there where it was painful to go in and hear everybody's celebration. Yes. It seemed to mirror back like my own failure, but like every, you also have the option every time to go in and let that, their success inspire you and fire you up. Like mm-hmm. both both are options. And always when it was painful, I knew somewhere in me, I'm not believing this is for me. I'm not believing I'm going to make it. Yeah. And I was doing the exact same thing. Like sometimes I was like, yeah, I'm so proud of her. Like, that's awesome. Like she can do it. I can do it too. And then sometimes I was like, oh my God, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even look. look Like sitting down in the middle of the race, like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here. I don't get to be in the race. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So good. But like, uh, yeah, I love the idea of, yeah, finding someone else that you can share yeah. in that fun, fun, healthy competition. Yeah. We're like, you're both guaranteed to succeed. Yeah. Right. You're just yeah. competing against each other on the way to succeeding. Yep. Oh, I think it's so when, when you do that, you both. Yeah, you're both winning no matter what. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. Oh my so God, good. I'm so excited for everyone to hear this. Anything else that you want to add or anything you feel like we haven't talked about or touched on? Um, you know, I think just like, I, I think the untapped, I think what I keep coming back to and what I think is so powerful in this is the untapped energy in us if we will embrace competition. And I really, as even just as we're talking, I do, I do think there's so much to that, it being a masculine feminine thing. Mm -hmm. And so maybe part of it is just kind of embracing that some of that masculine energy, like, um, yeah, really, really unleashing it. Like competition does not mean you're stepping, doesn't have to mean you step on people and beat people like competition can purely be fuel for your dreams yeah I totally hands down yeah Mm -hmm. I'm so excited like it's just getting me like this just even having this conversation with you and recording this podcast like it's just got me thinking differently about the way in which I approach goals and even like the way in which I'm coaching some of my clients on their goals and Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm just Ooh, one, one final thing. I think that competition and desire are so closely related. So I think if you really let yourself desire what you want as much as you actually desire it, yeah. you know, like unleash desire. I think that's let yourself want it as bad as you want it. And that will actually, we don't do that because we think that it's going to hurt too bad when we don't get it. Yeah. But the, 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 end the end of the race is there like it's not going anywhere so unleash the desire because that actual wanting it that bad is what's going to get you across the finish line yeah Yeah. fuel that want for it Mm -hmm. yeah and then take action towards it yeah 
Oh my God. Oh, I'm so excited for everybody. So where can everybody find you? Like I want them to come and find you and hang out with you and follow you. Yeah, that's, I love that question. So I'm, I spend a lot of time on the Facebook. Um, it's Rebecca Stark Thornberry on Facebook. Um, I know they could come hang out with the both of us. I don't know if we wanted to oh my God, that. Yeah. plug the coach studio. So Zena yeah. and I, in fact, we're kind of creating that environment in what we have a project called the coaches studio, which is a space it's on Facebook right now where coaches can come and it's like a gym or it's like a studio really <laughs> for coaches to come and like uh, practice with each other and build their coaching skills and get all the peer coaching they want and like practice their workshops. And um, it's a really beautiful synergistic experience we've created where you come and you give and you receive and um there's some amazing coaches in there and if you want to come in and you know we celebrate together and spur each other on um and share resources and share coaching tools and yeah it's all different backgrounds um so that's a really cool community that you can connect with me and Zena in um it's called the coaches studio i'm sure they can get in touch with you for Yep. Info. I'll link it up in the, um, in the show notes. It's on, yeah. on both Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And then I'm also on Instagram as, uh, it's Becca Stark, um, coach, what is my Instagram handles? <laughs> coach, Becca Stark. <laughs> coach Becca Stark. Good. I'll link coach it up in the show notes as well. And like, if anyone can't find you, they can always message me and I can hook them up, but yeah. 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 And then it's Rebecca Stark coaching.com. So RebeccaStarkCoaching.com and then you are Coach Becca Stark on Instagram and Rebecca Stark Thornberry on Facebook. Yeah. I have three different, um, I have alter egos, each one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been so fun and I like so valuable. Like I have found this incredibly valuable. So I know that the listeners are just going to be in for such a treat. Me too. This fairy always, always inspired after speaking with you and so happy that we're doing this together. So yeah, thank you. And you're going to have to come on the podcast again. I'm saying it. I would love to. You have to come back. (laughs) (laughs) I will come back. We will talk about, we will talk about fun inspiring things like we always do we should just start filming every time we chat because yeah every time we talk we should start recording (laughs) i love it thanks Bye. bye hey if you are loving everything you are hearing here on the podcast and you are ready to create a bigger life a life with more love joy and freedom then I want to personally invite you to join me on a Zoom call where we can explore what it will look like to have me in your corner, helping you apply the coaching tools that you are learning here on the podcast to your life. Come on over to xenajones.com, that's X-E-N-A-J-O-N-E-S.com and book your free call today.